You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to episode six of the Tinderbox. We are the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. My name is Mark. I am joined by Robin from Jewels from the Crown. They are SB Nation's Los Angeles Kings website. Robin, thank you so much for taking a couple minutes to uh, chat with us prior to the Flames and Kings this weekend. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So let's just jump right in. Uh, the Kings uh, played Calgary once October 8th. Uh, that was the big uh, opening round of, you know, Dowdy Kachuk Bowl 1. Uh, L.A. takes that game 4-3 to three in overtime with who else? Dowdy getting the game-winning goal in overtime to sink the Flames. But since then, it hasn't been exactly the... Uh, the best start for the Kings. You guys are two and five to the uh, bottom of the division. Uh, what's going on with the Kings right now? That is an excellent question, Mark. And <laughs> one that uh, really exceeds the scope of time here. Uh, to sum it up, basically, a lot of it is bad luck and a lot of it is bad defense and just mistakes come to haunt you. This is the NHL. and if you make a mistake, then more than likely it's going to end up in the back of your net. And speaking of the back of the net, when you look at uh, goals allowed per game, the Kings are right at the top of the league at 4.43, um, whereas your goals for are middle of the road. It's not like LA's having a major problem putting the puck in that. You're averaging 2.86 goals a game. But when you're giving up, uh, what I say, almost four and three quarters goals a game, that creates problems. Well, it's funny because of sample sizes. I mean, they've played, I think, seven games so far. And uh, so at first they tried run and gun, which was really exciting. And they didn't play defense. And now in the last couple of games, they're like, okay, I guess we should try this whole defense thing. Unfortunately, it hasn't really come along with offense. <laughs> it's fair enough because, we, you know, I'm looking at their schedule right now. I mean, Edmonton, you know, hung six on you guys. Vancouver had eight and you had another five goal in there, but you've also been able to score five goals once you had a seven goal, you know, a seven, four win over Nashville. So just kind of seems like maybe it's a stylistic issue potentially where you're trying to find a team identity. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, team identity definitely plays into it. Uh, during the Nashville game, they actually blew a three goal lead. I don't know if that sounds familiar to Flames fans, but no, not yes, at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, LA blew their three goal lead. So, right after they did that, uh, Todd McClellan he took a timeout and he asked the guys, uh, he said, What kind of a team do you want to be? And so that really helped them kind of refocus and settle down and ultimately uh, win that game. But yeah, there's definitely some identity struggles going on with the team um, as Todd McClellan is a new to them coach. Yep. Um, and 
you know, their goaltending, unfortunately, hasn't really been up to par. And that was going to be my next subject to jump into because everybody remembers Jonathan Quick being amazing. And then uh, he gets hurt. He only plays 17 games in 2016-17. And it seems like right after that, because he, he had the monster season the year before where he was 40-23-5. and five, And it's kind of, you know, 33-28-3 season two years ago, okay. And last year's, you know, the numbers were down. And 0-3 to start the season this year with a save percentage of 7.93. What's going on with Jonathan Quick? Is it age or is it lingering effects from the injury? Honestly, it's really hard to say. Um, he is a hyper-competitive individual, and so I have a feeling that he's going to really do whatever he can to get back on track. But basically, I think it's a little bit of it, it's the defense in front of him because he's always played in strong uh, defensive systems and they've really covered up a lot of his flaws. So it's age, it's his defense, it's the team's defense. And then it's just, I think some of it is, again, just kind of universal bad luck. And I hate to say it is bad luck because people are like, you can't measure luck. And I'm like, well, yes, but unfortunately... <laughs> If bad bounce one way or another, these things happen. No, I totally understand what you're saying. Because you talk defense, I mean, he's always seen a lot of shots. I mean, you look at I mean, back-to-back seasons, he had, you know, 1,800 shots, but he also had two back-to-back seasons with a save percentage uh, north of, you know, 915 and goals against under 2.3. But then you look at a season, you know, last year where he saw in 46 games, he saw a little over 1300 shots and the numbers were way skewed. So that would make sense that maybe it's just the people playing in front of him. I mean, goalies are quirky. They're always hard to judge. We would know we've gone through 752 goalies since Mika Kiprasov left. So I totally get the quirky goalie aspect of it, but your defensive explanation does make total sense. So that's good to know. Um, now, what is like the fan pulse? Uh, what are the fans feeling about the Kings so far? Because I know like on the flame side, our fans are very where the highs are high and the lows are really, really low. <laughs> there isn't like a real good in-between for Calgary. It's not like, oh, my God, we're going to win the cup or, oh, my God, we got to trade Johnny Gaudreau and everybody else. They're terrible. What's it like in L.A.? Um, right now, the overall view, I would say, is rather pessimistic. We knew it was going to be a rebuild season. We knew they were going to suck. So at first the run and gun and they were scoring five or six goals. We're like, okay, they might suck, but at least it'll be fun. And then, you know, you have three losses in a row scoring two goals in three games. That's just the, the overall view is a little bit like this team sucks. What is happening here? (laughs) Fair enough. Now, you know, just to, again, to get that, like the, the pulse of like the, what the fans think, or, you know, you always hear, or you've always heard like the Kings are old, you know, same thing. You're hearing a little bit of that with the Sharks. Are the Kings still that old, slower team? Or are they a team that's kind of stuck in a transition where they're trying to move past the old and build with young players? They're definitely transitioning. They, they have some older guys. I mean, Kopitar and Dowdy and Brown, Jeff Carter, their core is 30 plus, but they also have done, I feel a pretty decent job of infusing the team over the last year or two with some talent. I mean, Carl Gunstrom, Grunstrom, sorry. uh, He's like 
22. Uh, uh, Tobias Bjornfoot, he's 18. Adrian Kempe is 24. So there's definitely a lot of youth on the team. Excellent. So now we'll go to the topic that everybody probably wants to talk about, but as you know, somebody who writes for the Flames and you writing for the Kings, it gets old after a while. I mean, it is exciting because Kachuk and Doughty had both had an amazing game uh, when they last met on October eighth. They each had three points. It was you know, um, Doughty had the game-winning goal, but he had a goal, two assists. Kachuk had two goals and an assist. It's a definite. There's a budding rivalry, and I I really do feel like they don't like each other at all. Um. It's funny because anytime Kachuk is asked about Dowdy, Kachuk always plays it off like the too cool for school guy. He's like, eh, I never think about that guy. And Dowdy is, for better or worse, he's brutally honest. He's like, no, I don't like him. I think yeah. that guy's a punk. Well, I love the other day when he's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. And someone's like, yeah, but and he's like, all right, let's talk about it. And he kind of launched into his little thing about it. It's now Flames fans like, getting a guy like Matthew Kachuk, he's when he's on your team, it's probably like if you're a Bruins fan with Brad Marchand, like you'll love him when he's on your team, but you hate him if he's not on your team. Is that kind of like what the Kings fan base feels like? They look at Kachuk and they're like, look at this guy for real. Like, uh, but at the same time, you're like, man, wouldn't that be great if we had a guy like that? You know, it's funny. I think he's a very polarizing player for Kings fans because there's half that fan base that, goes oh i can't stand kachuk he's so dirty like th get this guy out of the league but then there's the other half that goes man that's exactly the type of player we need we missed out when we traded lucic or when lucic left yeah. Yeah. speaking of lucic we got him now um <laughs> and I, you know it's funny we had a almost everything we've done this year like podcast wise the questions have been like what happened? Why did you get rid of Neil and you get Lucic? And Lucic had an assist uh, last night in uh, the Flames' 5-1 win over the uh, Red Wings. He fed Sam Bennett for a goal and was like, there we go. Forget about the 5,000 goals James Neal's going to score this year. Lucic got an assist. He's forever a flame. We won the trade. It's over. It's done. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's funny that, like, I wonder how that dynamic will work, too, where Lucic is now going back to a place where he played for a little while. I mean, what was your experience like with Milan Lucic? He was probably slightly faster than the experience we're getting in Calgary. I don't think so. I, <laughs> when molasses gets slower. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Maybe if it gets cold, it gets a little slower. I don't know. It contracts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, for, for better or worse, uh, Lucic came in to, to do a specific job that Dean Lombardi wanted him to do. And he, he did that job, which was to be that really tough guy. And unfortunately, we had a lot of tough guys and we still kind of have a few, in my opinion, too many of those, those tough types. And I'm just like, eh. but You're he never playing. scored. Yeah. That was the are, issue. You guys are playing like late eighties, early nineties hockey, uh, stand them up, knock them down. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I guess, you know, we can transition and I think we've, you know, hammered the Kachuk Dowdy thing enough. They both don't like each other. They're both solid players. Um, one likes to talk a little, one doesn't, one <laughs> is talking on the ice with play and with mouth. Um, and that would be Kachuk. But um, moving on from that, is there anybody like, you know, cause I, Flames fans, you know, we don't we see you guys a ton during the year, but it's not necessarily we don't be like, hey, I got a Wednesday night off. Oh, the Kings are on. Let's see, you know, what, <laughs> what L.A. is up to. So give us something that we don't know about the Kings or maybe a player we should be focusing on on Saturday night. Oh, that's a good question. Um, 
Okay, my pick is going to be Adrian Kempe. He's uh, he struggled a lot in his role because he was a winger and then he was converted to a center because we are brilliant and <laughs> have absolutely zero center depth. Um, so I'm going to say um, definitely Adrian Kempe because he had a chat with Todd McClellan about how they're expecting much more from him. And um, oh, I'm going to cheat. And I'm also going to say Ilya Kovalchuk. OK, okay yep. so Kovalchuk, he he's trying and I mean that in more than one way. He he tries the patience of the fans because a lot of fans don't like him because he doesn't do anything. And he's got a $6 million cap hit. But in uh, the game last night against uh, Buffalo, he had a hat trick of penalties, which is not quite the hat trick we were going for. But no. <laughs> he was actually trying. He just was trying a little too hard. Well, if it makes you feel bad, he did have a three-point game against the Flames. He did have a goal and two assists, so he got that going for you. So he got three points for the year. You know, let's start. So, excellent. So, all right, we'll keep our eye on uh, Kovalchuk and Kemper, and um, hopefully the Doughty Kachuk fireworks kerplode everywhere, and we have another interesting game on Saturday night. Robin, thank you so much for coming on and joining us. We were joined by Robin from Jewels from the Crown. That is the Los Angeles Kings website for SB Nation. Once again, thank you so much for taking some time to chat with us a little bit about the Kings and Flames ahead of Saturday night's game. Thanks for having me. Excellent. All right. We are, once again, the Tinderbox, the podcast for Matchsticks and Gasoline, the Calgary Flames website for SB Nation. I am Mark. I was joined by Robin from Jewels from the Crown. Thank you so much. And the Flames and Kings play Saturday night, 10 p.m. L.A. time, 8 p.m. Calgary time. We'll catch you next time on the Tinderbox.